Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the noon report, we give you, the listener, direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Gentlemen, strap in. We've got a lot of places to go over the next 10 minutes. Jason, I want to start with you. It was pitched this week in Albany that New York State provide slave reparations. I know this is a conversation they've had before, but will this be a legislative priority in 2023? Well, I think it will be a priority. There are legislators that are uh, introducing legislation that would require a study on reparations. And what's been suggested is that there would be a little over $200,000 given to every African-American individual here in New York. That actually was scoffed at by the uh, advocates for the legislation, saying it was not nearly enough. So it's going to be an interesting issue to watch in years to come as the progressive movement grows in Albany. Michael, uh, the fight for control of the PA House took a dramatic turn this week when Philadelphia Democrat Joanna McClinton, for whatever reason, had herself sworn in as the majority leader. Republicans were like, hold on a minute here. Who rules the roost in the House? Uh, And is it uh, being an election denier to say maybe we should hold on a minute? Uh, The jury seems to be still out on that one. We knew this was going to be a season full of conflict because of the razor-thin majority that the Democrats had, and now they don't really have a majority because two House members were elected to other seats, which left the Republicans in the majority. Yet Joanna McClinton, the Democrat leader, was secretly sworn in by a Delaware County judge and then announced special elections for the replacement of those lawmakers uh, in the House of Representatives. So it is a major conflict going on right now. Speaker Cutler called this a paperwork insurrection. So it's going to be a very contentious season. Uh, Dr. John King, Jason, is a name that is well known in New York and for not entirely good reasons. I mean, he he was the guy that uh, handled this whole bungled rollout of Common Core that kind of ran him out of Dodge. He went and joined the Obama administration. Now he's back as SUNY Chancellor. Your thoughts? Well, color me less than impressed. Uh, you know, like a bad penny, Dr. John King comes bouncing back to New York. <laughs> uh, he had left here. He had served as the uh, education secretary under President Obama. Then he went off to work on racial equity and education issues. And now with a tune of $750,000 a year, the taxpayers will be paying for this new SUNY chancellor. Uh, it just really shows how the system tends to protect its own. And uh, once you're in the system, you're never really out of it. Uh, they'll find a safe place for you to land somewhere. Michael, the head of the Pennsylvania Republican Party said this week, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but when it comes to this whole idea of mail-in ballot, 
ballots, says if you can't beat them, join them, and that Republicans have got to learn to do this as effectively as Democrats. What do you think Republicans need to do to make inroads when it comes to early voting? Well, I've never been a fan of early voting, but it is what it is now here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And we've seen in places like Georgia and in Florida, just because there's early voting or mail-in voting doesn't mean it's automatic that Democrats will win. Bribery and fraud charges tossed this week against former Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin. This was the guy that Kathy Hochul named as her second-in-command when she took over for Andrew Cuomo. How come these charges were dropped, Jason? Well, you know, I'm not in that courtroom. It's not exactly easy to say why it was determined they were dropped, but I think it can give us confidence in the judicial system. The judge saw that these charges should not be filed against Mr. Benjamin. He did allow a few of the charges to stand for falsifying business records, but the bribery charges, they felt the evidence was not there. Um, but there are still some open charges out there for Mr. Brian Benjamin. Real quick follow-up when it comes to Trump, Inc. and the illegal problems therein. Does the case this week against him embolden Attorney General Tish James in her pursuit of the former president? Well, I don't think she needed any more emboldening than she's already had. She has fiercely been digging into the former president in any way she can get as she sees, I think, some political wins for her in this state uh, every time she can attack Mr. Trump. Apparently, Michael, it pays to be a financial backer of Josh Shapiro, the governor-elect. He has rewarded several high-end donors with government positions. Is this business as usual? in Harrisburg, and if so, does it need to change? Yeah, that's what the political watchers are kind of saying. It does feel like business as usual. I mean, Josh Shapiro raised $65 million for his gubernatorial campaign, which meant a lot of money coming from a lot of different people and some very big boosters. In his transition team, he's named quite a number of his largest financial supporters, also some of his uh, longtime aides from even at the time that he was a county commissioner in Montgomery County as top positions in his administration. Well, one of the reasons both you guys exist is to preserve religious freedom, one of the bedrocks of our democracy. Uh, this is being put to the test big time in Colorado. The case of the Christian website designer Lori Smith. Jason, what's at stake here? And even though this is a case out of Colorado, why should our listeners in New York be paying attention? Well, listeners here should be paying attention because it affects us as well. Nationally, as we look to move in this issue of marriage, it's going to complicate religious liberty issues for a lot of Christians. And so if you are the cake baker, if you are the wedding site designer, photographer, whatever it might be, Christian adoption agency or faith-based service of some kind, maybe even help with the homeless in the street, but you receive some government dollars, that could become an issue for you. And so many of these cases are looking at the question as to where does religious liberty end? Do I as an individual have a right to say I do not want to promote same-sex marriage in my line of work? And that's uh, the question uh, that, that this court will be dealing with in the days to come. Michael, I know you're following this case real closely as well. The high court has already ruled on a similar case in the same state here. Five years ago, the Christian cake baker, Jack Phillips, won his case. Why are they taking this up again? Well, the Jack Phillips case was ruled on kind of narrow grounds, basically saying that the state of Colorado and the government of Colorado had expressed animus against him personally and uh, based on his religious beliefs, and that was the ruling. So what Colorado has done in these other situations like 303 uh, Creative, they kind of nicely go after them and still prosecute on these same grounds. And so that's why this is going before them, because uh, there are 
very significant issues at stake, uh, even if there's not so-called animus uh, involved in the case. Well, hey, we've been talking about this so-called Respect for Marriage Act. Both of you have called it the Disrespect for Marriage Act. Uh, it finally passed the House this week, though later than what we thought the vote would happen. Uh, Jason, I'm wondering how this, which will be law, the president's is going to sign it, how this complicates what you do at New Yorkers. Yeah, you know, I think that it's going to complicate things, as we talked about recently with, you know, the, the, the case out of Colorado, is that so many of these religious liberty questions are going to rise. And the issue will be decided not just by this case, but by court cases to come. Uh, it's going to be highly problematic for those of us involved in uh, faith-based organizations that are not churches, that are not pastors, but we're involved in faith-based work. And where does the line for our individual religious liberty end? That's the question that's going to complicate so many matters for organizations like Michael's and mine and, and those adoption agencies and others. What is individual religious liberty, and, and where will that line be in America moving forward? I know you're guy, Randall Wenger, is going to be very busy in the uh, weeks, months, and years to come, Michael. We said yes. this last week, whether you're a Christian butcher or baker or candlestick maker, get ready. Lawsuits are coming. How will this uh, upend what you do and complicate the work you, you do at preserving uh, the biblical definition of marriage at the Pennsylvania Family Institute? Well, the issue is that uh, many people, many ministries, many uh, Christian leaders or, or even just uh, Christian business owners and whatever may find themselves being hauled into court in these lawsuits that are a result of this. And here in Pennsylvania, even this week, the Independent Regulatory Re Review Commission, uh, one of our attorneys, uh, Janice Martino Gottschall, is going to be testifying before that uh, commission on a similar issue here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania with regulations promulgated by the Wolf administration that, again, opens up these avenues for lawsuits against those ministries or Christians who take a stand for marriage between one man and one woman. Well, I tell you, just a few years ago, that stance was mainstream, and now it seems to be increasingly on the fringes, and that should put the fear of God in everybody. Uh, but we thank you both for standing up for biblical principles in the public square. That's why you exist. If you have questions about what New Yorkers for constitutional freedoms is, Jason, where can folks find you? AlbanyUpdate.com. And the Pennsylvania Family Institute doing great work in Harrisburg. What's your website, Michael? PAFamily.org.